0: This is our devotional commentary for Exodus, chapter 21. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Now these are the rules that you shall set before them. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve six years, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he comes in single, he shall go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gives him a wife, and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out alone. But if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him to God, and he shall bring him to the door or the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall be his slave forever. When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she shall not go out as the male slaves do. If she does not please her master, who has designated her for himself, then he shall let her be redeemed. He shall have no right to sell her to a foreign people, since he has broken faith with her. If he designates her for his son, he shall deal with her as with a daughter." If he takes another wife to himself, he shall not diminish her food, her clothing, or her marital rights. And if he does not do these three things for her, she shall go out for nothing without payment of money. Whoever strikes a man so that he dies shall be put to death. But if he did not lie in wait for him, but God let him fall into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place to which he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks another to kill him by cunning, You shall take him from my altar, that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. Whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. When men quarrel, and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist, and the man does not die but takes to his bed, Then if the man rises again and walks outdoors with his staff, he who struck him shall be clear, only he shall pay for the loss of his time, and shall have him thoroughly healed. When a man strikes his slave, male or female, with a rod, and the slave dies under his hand, he shall be avenged. But if the slave survives a day or two, he is not to be avenged, for the slave is his money." When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, he shall let the slave go free because of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, he shall let the slave go free because of his tooth. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned, and its flesh shall not be eaten. But the owner of the ox shall not be liable. But if the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has been warned, but has not kept it in, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed on him. If it gores a man's son or daughter, he shall be dealt with according to this same rule. If the ox gores a slave, male or female, The owner shall give to their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. When a man opens a pit, or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restoration. He shall give money to its owner, and the dead beast shall be his. When one man's ox butts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and share its price and the dead beast also they shall share. Or, if it is known that the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has not kept it in, he shall repay ox for ox, and the dead beast shall be his. we have reached a part of the Bible that often leaves readers scratching their heads, sometimes amused, sometimes perplexed, sometimes offended. From here through the end of Deuteronomy, we will encounter rules about all kinds of specific situations faced by the ancient Israelites. It was a different time and a different culture, so we will often struggle to understand not only why certain laws were given, but what those laws even meant. If we love God, we will always want to obey Him. But should Christians attempt to keep all these commands? If not, why not? And which ones, if any, still apply to us and to our society? As always, we'll need to read these passages through a New Testament lens, realizing that Christ is the fulfillment of the law. We are called to be Christ-like, not law-keepers. Still, these laws point us to the unchanging moral will of God. So, for example, the laws of slavery in verses 1 through 11 make us wonder why God didn't just state a simpler command. Thou shalt not have slaves. But we shouldn't assume that their slavery was exactly equivalent to the African slave trade in our nation's history. Slavery in their culture was not tied to race, but economics. There were no modern bankruptcy laws, so a person might sell himself into slavery to deal with outstanding debts. And their slavery was not open-ended. It came to an end in seven-year cycles. The laws of slavery were given to regulate what was then a fact of life. The Bible contains the seeds that would eventually lead to the abolition of the slave trade. But in the meantime, it ensured slaves were well treated. Laws concerning injury caused to pregnant women demonstrate God's concern to protect life, including life in the womb. Verses 22 through 25. The mother and her baby are given equal protection as image bearers of God. The eye for an eye principle is often criticized, but generally misunderstood, as it was even in Jesus' day. This law was not given as an excuse for personal vendettas, but as a way of restricting the courts to only give punishments that exactly fit the crime. It was not prescriptive—you must take an eye for an eye—but restrictive—you may only take an eye for an eye. As such, it was an application of the sixth commandment, you shall not murder, and it was a way of preserving justice while limiting retribution and breaking the cycle of escalating retaliation. In the New Testament, this principle of justice will be displayed at the cross where God accepts the death of Jesus as a payment for our sins. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.